0: respond to the Lord as we close out our worship time. Um, you know, it's interesting. I during, during the worship time, I was getting like um, strangely thirsty. And it kept catching my attention. And I was kind of like, Lord, are you trying to say something? But then I thought, that's kind of weird. So uh, I'm going to need I'm going to need something really clear like someone to mention water if I'm going to share anything. And then you got up Tommy and shared the woman at the well. You know, I just, I want to pray for anybody in here who just feels really dried out from life from circumstances from whatever like you're just strangely dry is that a word for anybody in the house this morning If that's for you i'm seeing your hands if you just want to like open up i just feel like the lord wants to just pour something fresh out on those who are like i am so dry Lord, right now, would you just release waves of refreshing to every spirit that needs it? For those who just find themselves in dry places or just feel dried out all the way through, Lord, I thank you for releasing just... Uh, living water this morning to their spirits. Lord, I pray that there would be transformation and encounters that happen much like the woman at the well who there was actually no physical water that was ever, ever exchanged, but yet she left more full of hope and life and refreshing than she'd ever experienced in her life because of you, Jesus, the living water. And I thank you, Jesus, that you invite us to come to you the same way that you still offer life and hope and refreshment. So Lord, would you do that in this place for us again? whether we stand here arguing with you, whether we stand here just making the declaration that you are worth it, or whether we just stand here barely making it, just so thirsty, so desperate for something, for a change for you, Jesus, would you meet us here in this place? that's you I just encourage you right now just where you're at to just confess your need for Jesus just tell him I need you I need that living water I'm dry I need to be refreshed just in your own words it can be quiet it doesn't have to be super loud just just begin to tell him reconnect with him thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's good to be in the Lord's presence. You know, there's something that happens when you choose to worship god especially when you don't feel like it you know he says bring a sacrifice of praise so sometimes it may cost you something to sing just as felicia kind of led us into the worship time there to say we're gonna i'm gonna this doesn't even seem real this doesn't even feel real but I'm going to choose to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to declare this to you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to sing this out, and I'm going to tell myself the truth. Amen. <laughs> Some of y'all are just staring at me. All right, that's all right. <laughs> You're still in the glory. That's fine. I'm going to preach, preach from the Word. Say, I really feel like God has, the Lord has, uh, has a word today. Maybe this is just for. A few of you, but all of us can get something, of course, but the, that, that the Lord wants to, wants to bring some restoration today. And I feel like everything that's been going on, he's, he's just, He just keeps pushing on some of you. Some of y'all are like, I'm still not, I'm still not opening it up, baby. <laughs> that's all right. We're not done yet. Jesus is not done yet. Uh, if you want to open your Bible to uh, Romans chapter 14... We're going to start with just one scripture here, Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. As we were praying this morning, uh, one, of our, one of our leaders prayed a really specific prayer, and I felt like it, was, it, was, it tied in with this message. It was so interesting. Um, and, and the prayer was this, that, that, that scripture in Psalms that says, "'This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice.'" And be glad in it, and it just it just really struck me um, you know God gives us every day is a is a day that he's given us sometimes we dread have you ever dreaded a day? yeah, and some of you are like no i'm not 'm not raising my hand for nothing um, have you ever you know you dreaded a day i mean I remember days in high school and days in college, or you know there's you know when you become a pastor, you, you 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 dread days. Sometimes it's like somebody needs to they need to talk to you about something. <laughs> You're like, "Uh oh, is it good or bad? Am I going to get get slammed here, or am I going to be blessed?" Right? I mean, I'm just being honest. Doesn't please talk to us still? You can even argue with me. Apparently, if you can argue with God, I guess you can argue with me, right? So, um, you know, God always wins right (laughs) i guess he always wins the argument right tommy i don't know (laughs) if god doesn't win the argument you might be in trouble right (laughs) but this is the, the god he is giving us good even if it's hard he he is saying i i am with you in the middle of every single day every single day you can rejoice in it so i want to read this scripture here Romans 14 and verse 17, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open the word of God as we read it this morning. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the scripture for, that we're starting with this morning. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the in the holy spirit i believe that this morning that god is wanting to stir joy in your heart and i know some of y'all are going through some hard things and you're like come on (laughs) i want to hear something else i want god to come give me a hug and do all this stuff and i want to hear the word of healing or breakthrough or whatever but this is the word that god is saying this morning he's like no this is a part of the kingdom He's saying right here, he's right in the middle of a section. I understand we're, we're picking up this scripture in a whole context, but basically the context is this. The context is loving your brothers and sisters and loving them so much that you're willing to go without something so they're not harmed. In other words, preferring someone else greatly over yourself that you even don't receive something that you want. In their presence, so that they don't stumble. It's talking about food and drink and all those things. That's why he says the kingdom of God is, is not about just doing all this stuff here in the physical. The kingdom of God is about this righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you're not experiencing those things, then you're not living in the fullness of the kingdom. He, he's given us an invitation. We get, to, we get to live in this. What How? In the Holy Spirit. This is not your own righteousness, right? Anybody got their own righteousness? I don't. I got Jesus' righteousness. Jesus said, I've, I've, you know, he made him, he was made sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Just a reminder, if you're a believer in Jesus, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Go ahead and tell that to yourself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Sounds kind of like arrogant, right? A little bit. Does it bother you sometimes a little bit? Just because you need to get used to it, because it's not arrogant. It's just true. There's a difference. I am righteousness, peace, man. God has said, "I'm going to give you peace," but I'm not going to give you as the world gives. You know, take heart in this in this world. You will have many troubles, but I've overcome the world. And he says, joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, joy is not the same, of course, as just being happy, right? I mean, being happy is kind of like circumstantial. It's like when your team wins, you're happy, right? When your team loses, right, Trevor? You're sad. (laughs) Yeah, we're still in mourning. Our team's lost this year in baseball, okay? So now we're having to just root against somebody. So it's sad. Um, but happiness is, you know, we can, everybody can be happy. When it's going good, everybody's happy. I mean, it doesn't take any, you don't need the Holy Spirit to be happy when it's good. Right? I mean, that, if it's good, you're just, that's good. You're, you're happy. But to be joyful in other words, to have a, a strength in your life where you are rejoicing in God in the middle of something that's not happy, that's joy. Where you're like, I, I shouldn't feel good about myself and about my situation, but I do because I have joy in me. I have a joy and I'm rejoicing in God and I'm believing that what He says is true and I'm believing that He is greater than what I'm facing. Some of us, sometimes I feel like God just wants us to get back to the joy of knowing Him. Not the joy of Him doing something for you. That's good too. I'm all for that. Look, we're believing for miracles. We're praying for God to do awesome things. But guess what? It's so much better, I think, that we can just find joy in Jesus. That we can just say, you're enough. Like that song we were singing, man, I was like almost going to stop singing. I couldn't sing because I was like, you're worth it. Jesus, you're worth it. You're <laughs> worth it. You're worth it. Everything I'm going through, you're worth it. Everything I'm facing, you're worth it. Even though it's confusing right now, you're worth it. Even though I'm in pain right now, you're worth it. I am going to follow you. I've experienced loss. You're worth it. You are worth it. Jesus, and you are going to be my joy. You're going to be the source of my strength. You're going to be the one who's the source of my hope. You're going to be the one who's the source of my purpose. It's you and you alone. And Jesus, we just have to be called back to that simple trust and love in Jesus, that Jesus is enough. You know, in John 15, Jesus talks about this. He says, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You remain in me and... You will bear much fruit. He talks about like dwelling with him and remaining with him and being abiding with him and being in relationship with him. And at the end, in verse in John fifteen eleven, he says, I, "I've told you all these things, so that you will have joy, and your joy may be full or overflowing or abundant or complete." I'm telling you all these things. In other words, the one of the pathways to joy is. Closeness with Jesus is just rejoicing in Him, it's just trusting in Him, It's just getting to know Him. And it's like, Lord, I just want you to do something, but He's saying, I want you to know me. And maybe when you're walking out, you know, like Tommy's saying, Give me a scripture. I love that. Or Tommy's like, God, give me a scripture. He's like, get up there. God's like, give me, He's Tommy's like, give me a scripture. He's like, get up there. Like you're going to talk about arguing with me and you're arguing with me, right, brother? I I love that. I think God just just had fun with that. (laughs) I argued with God about giving a word about arguing with God. (laughs) That's awesome. Love it. I love the honesty, too. Thank you. So, um, you know, but it's like Jesus is just saying, you've got to come to me. If we can't find joy in just Jesus, we're not going to have joy when there's a new president, or when there's a change in our world situation or when our, our, our children are acting like we want them to act or when our, our family is doing what they're supposed to do and they're not acting crazy anymore or they're not coming against us when people are not, you know, if I can't be joyful in just Jesus, how can I, am I just joyful with the circumstance? Is it is it just about what he can do for me or is it about him? Jesus said, hey, abide in me and... Your joy will be full. Who wants to be full, right? I want to be full. I, want, I, need, I need fullness. I mean, right now, I don't want to be empty. I need to be full. I mean, now's the time not to be on empty. Anybody run out? You know, has anybody ever run out of gas? Been a long time, right? I mean, now our, our things are so so awesome, right? Because they like, you know, you have, you have 32 miles. You're like, okay, hopefully this is true. <laughs> That means I can drive back home and back to church at least once before I get gas. And I can still make it to the gas station. Some of you don't live like that, right? No, no. Half a tank, right? I know the people are like, you know, the people are like half a tank, baby, that's empty. You know, my first car, this, I, got, I had this awesome car. It's amazing. I don't know why I'm telling you about this, but I'm going to tell you. So 1987 Chevy Celebrity. Now it wasn't 1987 when I was driving it. You know, it was like a few years after that. But uh, just a few. But the the headliner was like you know hanging down on your head. It was it was awesome. I mean it was light blue. I mean originally it was light blue, but now the whole middle of the car was oxidized and like worn off and rusting and stuff. It was amazing. This is the kind of first car you should get as a child. <laughs> My son's getting closer to 16. I just wanted to say that. But the gas gauge didn't work. Like it would kind of like flutter. It's like, how much gas do I have? I don't know. This much. So, you, I mean, you were real careful. Because you, you, I, I didn't know where empty was. Right, The only way to find out where empty was is to run out of gas. <laughs> and so you, you weren't ever sure. And so here's the thing. If you stay current with Jesus, you don't have to check the gauge. If you're, if you're with Jesus, he's filling you up. Have you ever noticed, though, that's one of the hardest things to do when you're in a hard time. It's like you don't want to go and just sit with Jesus. You don't want to read the word. You don't want to pray. You don't want to worship. You don't want to do all the things that are going to fill you up. All the things that are going to help in that moment. It's like, that's the last thing I want to do right now. But Jesus is saying, look, this is the thing that you need. You need to come to me. You you have to believe that I am the one, that that if everything changes and you don't have me, you just have a a great situation for a temporary time instead of an eternal joy that will last forever and will carry you into all eternity. You know, in the book of Isaiah, you know, the book that mentions joy the most in the scriptures is the book of Isaiah. Really? (laughs) Really? I love that response. I didn't pay her to do that either. But you can. (laughs) I pay you every week. Okay. uh, (laughs) The word joy is mentioned over and over and over again in the book of Isaiah. You know, the book of Isaiah is one of the Old Testament books that talks the most about Jesus. It talks about the promise of Jesus and the prophecies of Jesus and what Jesus is going to do when he comes. And then it also talks a lot about the things that are going to happen in the future when Jesus comes back and it's all right. It says everlasting joy will be upon your head. It will crown your head. In other words, this is the promise of God that this is, this is our inheritance as the people of God is to walk in joy, is to, is to be full You know, one of my favorite characters—not uh, in the Bible, but in real life—is is a guy by the name of Eric Liddell. Anybody? I've probably talked about him before. When you preach for like seventeen years, right, Lonnie, you just like uh, you repeat everything. Uh, if I, you know, thank goodness some of you are new. <laughs> but Eric Liddell was 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 a runner. Uh, what does it say the 1924 olympics and so he was uh, with the united kingdom i believe uh, and he was a strong believer in jesus and so this is this is a thing he he ended up in being a missionary to china and giving his life as a missionary but before he went he was he was you know kind of he was fast though he was super fast And he grew up in a kind of really tight religious circle. We'll just say that. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm not trying to judge it one way or the other. I'm just saying they were very, you know, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be wasting your time running when you could be a missionary. And he said this. He's like, you know, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And he would run with his head back, just like he was looking up to heaven. He said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. In the 1924 Olympics, he was very staunch in his, his beliefs that he would not run on Sunday. And guess what? His scheduled race was supposed to be on Sunday. And he said, I refuse to run on Sunday. I mean, this is the Olympics. I know it's 1924, so maybe it wasn't as cool as now. But like, can you imagine now? In the Olympics, if somebody was like, "You made it," and then they're like, "I'm not running; it's on Sunday." I mean, I don't know if I'd do that, right? I mean, be like, "I made the Olympics here. All right, Jesus, I'll come. I'll, I'm going to a Saturday night church service, <laughs> right?" But but think about this: He was so principled in his his belief, and I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I, the, the point is this, he stuck to his convictions. He didn't compromise in his heart. That's the thing that's important. Sometimes God just lays things on your heart that's just for you. You're like, that's not for everybody. It's just for you. He's like saying, no, you have to give this up. You trust me in this. You cannot go there. You're trusting me. And so he, he did that. And so they ended up doing something crazy. They moved him from one race to another race. They said, we're going to let you run a different race that you haven't trained for. It's crazy. I mean, I know it's 1924. That's like, well, that's like 100 years ago, right? Um, next year. But it's still the Olympics. This is the fastest people in the world. And you know what happened? Of course you know what happened. He won the gold. <laughs> I believe it was a longer race. He was like a sprinter and he ran a, he ran the the 400 instead of the one or 200 or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, but but he and he ran with his head back and he, and he won the gold medal. So in other words, he honored God, and God said, "Guess what? I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to bless you in the middle of that." But the point of it is this: is he was living his life, sensing the pleasure of God, being full of joy. Now, there are two different ways that we get joy in our life. I'm going to wrap this up here rather quickly. I want us to, I want us to pray, too, because I believe that the Lord really wants to just, just do something in, in ministry time still. So be ready to play again, Felicia. Um, there are two different ways that God releases joy in our hearts. Number one is a process. This is not the fun one. This is not the one we sign up for. This is the transformative work of Jesus as you walk with him. This is where like Psalm 30, it says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. This is the joy where in James chapter one, where it says, count it all joy when you're facing trials. Trials. In other words, there's a a process that's at work in your life and God's going to bring that process of transformation where He's going to work it into your life as a process. But you're going to have to go through the night of mourning. You're going to have to go through the night of weeping. You must walk through the night to get to the morning. And it's in that process where He bursts something in you where He says, guess what, I'm going to teach you That my joy is not dependent upon how you feel. I'm going to teach you that my joy is not dependent upon your circumstances. I'm going to teach you that my joy can keep you full even in a situation that should leave you empty. I'm going to teach you that I am enough. Joy in the morning. One of my favorite songs right now by Torn Whales. I still love that still love that song. There'll be joy in the morning, but guess what? It sounds it's a cool song to sing about. But there's a night first. Anybody ever been through a long night? Right? There's a some long nights. <laughs> long nights. I don't know if the hours are slower at night or what, but sometimes they are just long. Whether you're you're fighting pain, you're You've got worry and grief in your life. You've got, you know, just children that keep you awake all night, whatever it is. But there's joy in the morning because God is working a process of transformation in your life. What does the Bible also say? The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Why is he doing that? So you're strong. So you're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You're like God. Why is this happening? Uh, let me argue with you about it, um, Lord. This is not the way you should be doing things right now. <laughs> this this wasn't supposed to. Have I, I? Man, thank you for that word. It's like, I mean, haven't we? Ever, I've had several situations. This year. God, this this is not the way it was. this wasn't supposed to happen. Like, is this the script here? Like, who who released this thing? Who checked this script before we? brought it live where's the editor did you catch this line in here man this is a lot this it's one line but it's a long time here but it's a process which says weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning there's also another more exciting process where God works joy in our life, and it's the process of exchange. So if we read in Isaiah 61, if you want to put that on the screen, son, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. And here's verse 3. To bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy or the oil of gladness Instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Sometimes God just says, I'm going to make a trade. I'm going to make an exchange. I'm just going to do something in your life right in a moment. We all love these. Have you noticed that God just does the exchanges when you're not wanting them? And he does the process when you're not wanting them sometimes, right? You're like, God, this is the situation where I just want to go like, let me give you this and you give me this. And God's like, no, we're going to walk this one out. And then when you least expect it, you're like, he just like says, hey, let's trade right now. Boom. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> About those, they're, they're good, right? Because it's like, hey, guess what? You got morning. Guess what? I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm just going to trade it out right now. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to say, give me your morning right now. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you the oil of joy. You know, it said the oil of joy, it says Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy too in the book of Hebrews. So that's something good. <laughs> when God says, I'm going to give you the oil of joy on your life because it's something that lasts. You know, oil doesn't, doesn't run off you quickly like water, right? It's going to stay on you. It's going to be, it's going to be released upon you. It's going to hang upon you. It's going to, it's going to fill you because it's the joy of the Lord. And it's going to strengthen you to make it, you know, you're going to make it through that night. So two two ways that God released joy process, transformative life, and the exchange. So I don't know what God wants to do with you today. I don't know if He says, Guess what? We're on step one of twelve. You're like, twelve? Come on. <laughs> Can we how about ten, Lord? five this is negotiation have you ever negotiated with yeah god's not like a negotiator either i mean he does he'll negotiate with you and say here's my terms and then he says then the next thing i hear him say is here's my terms god did you not hear my terms he he said here's mine (laughs) here's my terms Trust in me. But there will be a time when some of us, God is just saying, hey, sometimes it's just that moment when God says, hey, right now I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. And so I just, I just, I really, I know we've, we've prayed several times this morning, but I, I just really feel like we just need to respond to the Lord on this. I feel like God is wanting to, for some of us, he just wants you to return to the joy you had when you first knew him. Or just maybe return to the joy that you had when, when you were having a great time knowing him. You just had this great time of walking with God, and he just says, look, we need to, you need to come back to that simple trust in me. Maybe some of you that are like, I am in the middle of the night right now. You want to come up, play that last song. You're in the middle of the night right now and you're like, God, I need to know that you're with me and I I need some help right now and God is going to meet you. And for some of you, it might be that God's just saying, I am ready, if you're ready to give this up, are you ready to release this to me? That's the thing about an exchange is you have to let it go. I don't know why it works this way, but it seems like God just waits for me to let go. Are you ready to release that? God, can you like give me that thing first just so I know you're really going to give it? He says, Hey, just give it to me. You got to trust me. This is an act of faith. Just trust me. And he's saying, hey, let's release that. I got something for you. I got something for you, but you've got to let go of what you're holding, so you can receive what I have to give you. So, if you if you wouldn't mind standing, let's stand up. Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna invite I'm gonna invite my leaders up early. Leaders, if you want to come on up here, we're just gonna we're gonna close. We're gonna have the, we're gonna sing that last song. Jesus set my heart on fire. But if you just need someone to agree with you in prayer, whether you're in the middle of the night, whether you're like, I just need I just need to go back to my first love. If you need to come up here and kneel, you don't have to come to one of these people up here. But if you want prayer, we are available for you. So Father, right now, Lord, just as we respond to you, God, for those who are especially being stirred by the Spirit right now, God, I thank you, Lord, that they'll be, they'll respond to you, God. They will take the step of faith. Even if it's like, hey, this is just the first of 12 steps, guess what? You've got to get to one before you get to 12. You've got to take the first step. Spirit, we thank you that you're with us and we welcome your work to lead us into truth, to lead us into joy, to lead us into peace, to lead us into walking in the righteousness of Christ. We thank you for that, God. We thank you that that's the kingdom, that's the promise, that's what you've said. We choose right now, Lord, any of us who need to let go, we just welcome you to help us exchange and let go of what we need to let go. In Jesus' name. Thank you Lord. Let's let's sing and respond to God right now for a minute.
2: Jesus said my heart
1: This sense in worship as we were singing this song earlier, and the Lord reminded me of it, and so I want to bring it up. I don't I, I don't even like doing this. I really don't like doing this. I really dislike it when worship leaders or pastors do this, but I feel like God wants us to do it. I feel like God is just needs us. We need we need to all lift our hands right now. We we need to lift our hands. Maybe you're not comfortable with that, maybe you've not you're not used to it, maybe you've never done it before. But we we just need to do it. I just feel like we're just saying, God, Jesus, just tell him, Jesus, be glorified. We're just saying that right now. Jesus, you be glorified. Jesus, be glorified. Jesus, be glorified. Oh, we're trusting in you. Jesus, you be glorified. Oh, it's hard, but we're saying, Jesus, you be glorified. I'm confused, God, but you be glorified. I don't see the answer yet, but Jesus, you be glorified. Lord, I know you're my hope, so Jesus, be glorified. Whatever I'm facing, Jesus, be glorified. We want to live like this with our hands held high, with our hearts open to you, oh God. There is something that's being stirred in the Spirit today. There's something that's being released in your hearts today when you willingly just say, I'm, I'm freshly surrendering to you, God. I'm freshly surrendering to you, Jesus. Oh, be glorified. Fresh joy and strength be released upon you all in Jesus' name. May the Holy Spirit fill you to all fullness with whatever you need. Worthy are you, Jesus. We just honor you today. oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, just give him some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are so good. You are so good. Thank you. Thank you for meeting with us, oh God. Thank you for moving in our midst, God. Thank you for letting there be an overflow, God. Overflow into our weak. God, overflow with our testimony, Lord. Was Maybe we have a testimony from this morning, how you touched our life, God. Help us share that with somebody else. Help us spread the word of our testimony, God. And we thank you for your goodness and grace. And I declare your presence over your people as they go. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have never given your heart to Jesus,